Hey guys, welcome back to Adenic Roundtable, the virtual sessions. I'm Wayne Willis. I'm joined by my colleague from Adenic Group, Rob Lewis. Hi, Rob. Hi, Wayne. And uh, we've got another guest on the show today. We're delighted to have Johnny Palmer from SXS, uh, which is an events production company. Um, hi, Johnny. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you, Wayne. Um, it's it's interesting today. Uh, uh, the subject we're going to discuss today, I think, is quite interesting and very apt for the times that we're in, which is all about thinking differently in business and navigating disruptive times. Uh, we couldn't get any more disruptive right now than what's going on with um, COVID-19 and the pandemic we're in. Um, and particularly those that are in um, very physical industries or where they, they need to be out and about. And Johnny, I know you'll have a lot of experience with this because you're delivering events all over the place and mingling with a lot of people and dealing with a lot of infrastructure. So I imagine the effects of this pandemic is um, it, it certainly had, an, had a knock on effect with what you guys do. Yeah, totally. There's been a lot of focus on restaurants and bars. But what people forget is there's other sectors like events, which have quite literally disappeared overnight. At work, we say that we actually don't have an industry at all right now. Yeah, yeah, that that's. It's, I mean, it's a real challenge, isn't it? And and we're hearing that a lot from across a manufacturer. We did a we did a video yesterday on the manufacturing sector, and we was talking heavily about that. Um, and you know, there's this kind of sense of like, if if you if you're on a production line or you're producing something physical, then it's almost impossible to navigate. Um, you know, these disruptive times. But actually, when we start niching down into this stuff, we find that you can navigate this. But we you you really just need to think differently about what your business is all about. Um, and certainly that that's what the um, the subject of today's discussion is. And hopefully, we're going to be able to highlight that. So, guys, we're just going to highlight a few key points and a, a few key considerations for you and just things to consider with whatever sector you're working in and we'll give you some examples johnny's certainly um working on lots of different areas from a very entrepreneurial point of view so you'll be able to highlight how some of this has been transferable from his own business and his own experience and hopefully this will help and the first point for us really is um to consider first of all why you set your business up in the first place what is it that your business does why is it set up beyond actually what you produce or um you know what you output or make making money, what is the core purpose of the business? Because understanding that is going to highlight some um, key, firstly, some key barriers, but also some key opportunities. Johnny, you've got some experience in this. Yeah, sure. So um, where we're at now is we've built this event production business. We do conferences, fashion shows, awards shows, concerts, tours, and so on. Um, we had to ask ourselves a question a while ago. What is it that we actually do? Because everyone focused on our tech, our video screens and cameras and lighting and sound and stuff. But we realized that that wasn't what we did. That was just the tools that we use. And I think this is a common theme with a lot of businesses. We focus a lot on our resources and our capabilities, but often those resources and capabilities aren't what it is that we actually do. So in the case of my company, I realized that what we do is we share messages and we create experiences. So if we're a message sharing and uh, experience creation business, what does that look like? Suddenly, all these other things that we thought is what we were just became nothing more than our tools for the job. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it's seeing it's seeing those tools as almost the vehicle, isn't it, to the destination? Mm -hmm. And obviously, that vehicle can um, to go can go on any journey, really, if you start niching down into that sort of stuff. Indeed, an example I give is if you met a really good joiner, would they sit there and tell you about the routers and drills and planes they use? No, they wouldn't. They talk about the beautiful joinery or they might talk about how that joiner is going to create a better life for you. So I think it's really important that every business really analyzes what it is that they actually do. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I think there's a little thing around this and a lot of experience that we have is in health. We do a lot of stuff with health companies. And fundamentally, they tend to sell you pills and potions for keeping you healthy. 
but all they're doing is trying to keep you healthy. Whereas, you know, going for a run, you know, reading a book, all these things make you healthy as well. So arguably these guys should be doing different things as well. It's a similar totally kind of parallel. It, it, and if those guys actually identified as we need to create healthier, happier people, they'd probably start shifting more towards educating people on the benefits of better diets or running, for example, and yeah. maybe tone it down a bit with the pills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And pills are not always that good for you. So, hey. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. So it's looking at that preventative approach from the health point of view. But it leads, it leads nicely onto the next point, which we've got, um, which is um, essentially – uh, utilizing and exploring the skills, the equipment, and the knowledge that you have within your own your own organization, um, and exploring how these might be transferable to different areas. Um, and, and Johnny, you've got um, quite quite well a couple of very specific areas where you've really you've gone into completely different sectors away from the events side of the business. Indeed, yeah, quite a few different ones. The one that's probably most relevant right now is our streaming platform. So like I said earlier, we create experiences and deliver messages, and we do that with technical event production equipment. Leave events out of that for a second, and you think, hang on, where else does technology, AV, and create delivering messages apply? And we thought, right now, delivering content from classrooms. So we've set up a new company called Intelligo. We've given some of our furloughed staff equity in this new company, and we're in the final beta testing phase of the product, which is being used actually tonight and last night for various teaching. So we identified our capabilities and what it is that we do can actually completely be picked up out of the events industry and dropped into education. Everything about it is the same. But from the outside, you might think, hang on, but you're an events company. Why are you doing stuff with schools? But it actually makes total sense if you think about it objectively. Yeah, it's also yeah. a great way to incentivize your guys as well. You've obviously had to put them onto furlough, which is obviously mm -hmm. bad news. But that's the bad news. You're also giving them an opportunity, potentially, to make more money than you pay them normally, I would imagine, with equity. So that's cool. Well, massively. I mean, you say your furlough is bad, but I mean, people are getting 80% of their salaries, right? Now, yeah. I would suggest that a lot of people spend more than their 20% 20, 20 of their income on pubs, restaurants, nightclubs, cinemas, <laughs> all the things that we can't do right now. So I think that a lot of people it. might find off the back of this, they've got a higher level of personal liquidity. Meanwhile, our staff, a few of them, five of them, have now found they've got a 10% equity share in this new company, which potentially could absolutely go exponential. Fantastic. Yeah, Johnny, I mean, I think that's a really good example you've given there and a, a nice piece of inspiration, actually, for anyone watching this. I mean, to Intelligo, you know, to go into um, education and a streaming platform, as you say, people would, it, it would not normally make that link between that and producing like Product, delivering production at events um so i really you know uh, and and actually they are they do link together very well but it, again it's it's that ability to think differently and that ability to navigate opportunities using using the core skills the technology and the, the understanding that you have from your own industry so uh, you know that's one really good example and there's lots of um any anybody watching this whatever sector in you're in you you can be you can you can be exploring this there are opportunities out there um the, the third point that I've got up here is uh, really about opening yourself up to um, external influence as well and partnerships and looking beyond the four walls of your company, so to speak. Um, you know, it might be that there's people within your own sector or within other sectors who, who are all experiencing the same problem, right? But actually, together, you might be able to complement each other and come up with new solutions based on either side. What do you think, Johnny? Uh, yeah, I think it's a great idea, but I also think people who are perhaps a bit indoctrinated around industry norms might not think as broadly as others. So where the opportunity is, is people like myself might see an opportunity in industry. So I've approached a few other businesses who I think are potentially on the cusp of massive growth right now, but they don't realize it. 
For example, I'm having a chat with an IT company right now who I think are in the perfect position to productize remote working for mid, mid-tier companies who don't have advanced IT infrastructure. So I'm approaching them with my expertise, and I've got quite a lot of liquidity right now because of my com- commercial property dealings, to support them and get involved and maybe rattle their cage a bit and get them to see the opportunities that are out there. So our businesses going to themselves reach out Hopefully they will. I think a lot of them won't. I think it takes people who are much more futuristic in their thinking to approach other people and say, here's where I think I could add value. Let's just have a chat, see where this goes. Yeah, I think the the points you make is about different companies as well, Johnny. I mean, we've seen Mercedes Formula One team building a product which helps patients maintain oxygenation in the blood. We've seen Dyson turning their hand to to ventilators. But obviously Mercedes, Formula One and Dyson are already very innovative companies. So they can see the opportunity and what COVID brings to them. Well, look at Sir James, right? I mean, he's a guy who knows all about fluid dynamics, motors, control processing equipment, right? Vacuum cleaner, ventilator. I don't know. They sound like the same thing to me, right? (laughs) so that's a great example if he put his hat on and said you know what i'm a whatever white goods guy he wouldn't do these other things but he i imagine i'd love it if he was sitting here with us now i imagine he would probably say you know what we're good with air and pumps electronics manufacturing high quality reliability you know what let's make ventilators yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, great examples, and 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 they lead nicely on to, to our next point, really, um, which is that that whole futuristic thinking, which is about being agile in your approach to to ideation um, and creating and coming up with ideas and building MVPs and testing and 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 accepting that there'll be some failure in that as well. But uh, being able to continue to do that and almost um, build the portfolio of revenue streams, solutions, ideas, you know, really keep getting get a culture of innovation going through your business. Yep. And now there's no better time to, to do it. Right. Totally. And there's two barriers to that. Right. I want to touch on that. Uh, quite personal, emotional things. I think people, a lot of people suffer from uh, fear and shame. Now, if you've got those emotions, which I think we all carry to a large extent, they're going to prevent you from breaking through that barrier of seeking out failure. Because to develop an experiment, you have to fail, but you have to love it and see it as part of the adventure. So people have got to start by working on themselves emotionally, remove fear, remove that sense of shame, seek out and celebrate micro failures, fail fast, fail small, fail cheap and move on. My team with Intelligo have failed about 50 times a day and that is awesome. And it's up for leaders to say, good on you, that's awesome. Love that we screwed that up. Right, next thing, let's move on. And that's the culture I think you have to have. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to come from the leadership as well, and it? They've really got to embrace it and and enable it, and you know, facilitate a culture of of of, of trying. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, think I, heard, I, think, I think I think I heard a new word and a concept there: micro failures. I, I credit that one to the company. Hashtag, hashtag, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, building a portfolio of solutions. Um, and uh, the other things you can be doing as well, which are on, on to another point, which is about um, looking at what's going on. You know, we talk a lot about disruptive companies and there's a lot of very famous disruptive companies that you can reel off the names of. And you think of people like Uber or Netflix or whatever that have, have disrupted particular markets. But you could ask yourself really within your own company, how could you adopt that model, even if it was just a test, just to try it out? You know, you've got the time at home. You've got the video conferencing. Maybe get get your team together in the morning and have have a huddle and say, "Listen, if we was to Uberize, for example, our you know joinery firm, how would we do that? What would that look like? What would that mean?" And that would be a really nice stimulus just to start testing some ideas. 
Well, I'd like to start off that conversation for people. Here's a few questions to ask. Where are some things in the world that stuff doesn't work? What, what pisses you off about the world? And what do you do that maybe could relate to something else anywhere? Go nuts with some ideas. I guarantee if you ask those questions to your team and you have an open mind, within five minutes, you'll have some awesome innovations and maybe some massive industry disruptions in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, again, it's facilitating that, that opportunity, isn't it? I mean, that, that's really the time. Um, we've said this multiple times in a few of these videos now, but, um, you know, th there's always this kind of idea of ring fencing your business and protecting the bottom line and, you know, making sure the competitors stay away and, and all the rest of it. Um, but now you, you're kind of in that disrupted time. You know, you're now not avoiding disruption. You, you've already been disruptive. You know, the whole the whole world is as as uh, is is a victim of it right now, particularly with this pandemic. So now there couldn't be any better opportunity to be thinking differently about um, not only how you navigate this, but actually what your future approach is moving forward after the after this time has passed yeah no massively it's the right time to disrupt and i think that people are going to sit back and hide in the shadows and hope that things return back to normal whatever that means um i think might have a tough time i think what you said is 100 right now's the time to innovate and disrupt and experiment and have that adventurous journey in business which i hope is what most business people really want from their careers anyway yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, and finally, uh, for me as well, there's just one final point. And uh, Johnny, when we were speaking the other day before we before we filmed this, um, you, you made this point, and I, I, you know, really sat with me. But it's looking beyond commercial value um, and what your business can do on a community level, how it can educate others, how it can service uh, um, other people, how it can help, and it goes beyond. And that's a really nice stimulus to your team as well. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole other podcast. Gladly jump on board with that one with you or someone else. But yeah. generally speaking, we're talking the concept of triple bottom line. For a lot of people, I hope this is a 10-year-old concept. Financial profit, that's what we've been trained as a conventional way to succeed in business, community and environment. Um, we're in a world now, you have to do all three. If you don't, you will not engage the next generation of talent. You will not engage with the right kind of clients and you probably won't survive. So commercial profit, community and environment you have to touch on all three in whatever way you can yeah yeah really good point really good point and um definitely a consideration and, and also if you start thinking like that then more opportunities are going to be presented to you because if, if you were just to think on a commercial level if you really were just considering the profit or the bottom line or whatever um then you can increase the opportunity of that by opening yourself up to do more um, I think, all right, okay, a couple of things. The language you use, if you're focusing on that, I think for a start, you've got to question what kind of person you are. If you're yeah. all about money, um, think about whether you're in the right industry, you're probably not. Secondly, what kind of person do you want to be? Do you want to be all about money? And then also ask yourself, do you think that's going to attract the right kind of people in your life? And I mean this on a personal level too, right? Whereas yeah. if you're a good person, we all know we like working with people who are good or at least try to be good. Um, it's, it's a no-brainer. I mean, a in a second uh, podcast, we could talk about the massive opportunities that have come my way because of genuinely and authentically being interested in the triple bottom line in a very open, transparent kind of way. There's a lot to be said around that subject matter. We should do another piece on this. Absolutely. Well, if you're spiritual, you can you can use the whole calm, the karma, you know, what goes around, comes around approach. Sure, but, you know, it, 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 there's real, <laughs> you know, there, there is real truth in that. And, you know, good, good things happen, you know, to good people, uh, I guess. Um, but, uh, you know, in, in terms of uh, in from a business point of view, definitely uh, exposing yourself and, and helping out and doing something to help others is um, is definitely a great way to also to, to discover new skills, discover what you can do, discover um, new ways to to share your knowledge and new ways to use. Use your, 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 the, the things that you make.
Well, let's just touch on one point there. When you're doing things for other people, you get the chance to be experimental. You're not working to a brief. You're not expecting someone to pay you so you can play. I use an example right now. Behind me here is a 20,000 milliwatt laser. And tonight, that's projecting a laser beam across the city of Bristol hitting St. Mary Redcliffe Church. This is to support the NHS with the Make It Blue campaign, right? I don't normally get the chance to mess around with a 20 watt laser in my home. But because I want to help and contribute to a community program, I can do this crazy weird thing that I would never do for a client. But you know what? we'll probably end up winning some business off the back of this. And also I'm building up my skill set to do this again in a commercial environment. So that's a micro example of what amazing opportunities can come from trying to help others. Yeah, excellent. Um, okay, well, listen, guys, people watching at home, I, I hope this has been helpful. You know, we've just tried to reel off very quick fire, quick six points for you there. So really, just to, just to review, consider why you've set your business up. What's the purpose? Why are you set up in the first place? Number two, I, your skills, your equipment, your staff. Um, how transferable are their skills? Can they be applied in different areas? Number three, open yourself up to partnerships. What's going out on, on outside of your organization? What's going on in other sectors? Is there some complementary offers there? Um, four, agile approach to ideation. Fail fast, fail quickly, try things out, have a go, build a portfolio of solutions. Um, number five, um, what, what, what other disruptive things are going on in other industries and how could you apply those to your sort of business? A nice little test for you there. And, and five, look beyond, uh, number six rather, look beyond commercial value. What, what can you do can, in your community? How can you educate? How can you be a voice rather than a vendor? Um, and that will, um, you know, that will open all sorts of questions for you and um, allow you to, to try out new things. Johnny, this has been really interesting. I'm really interested in some of the other businesses that you're rolling as well. Uh, I, I wish you the best of luck with them. Um, it's really nice to see how you're adapting to what is quite a disruptive situation for everyone. So thank you for being on today. Really appreciate thank it. Thank you, Wayne and Robert. Appreciate um, it. And, and guys at home, we'll see, thanks very much. We'll see you for the next video. Take care. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Willis Talks. If you enjoyed that, be sure to subscribe to the Willis Talks podcast and share on your social media channels. And you can also find me across all the social media channels at Willis Talks. Until next time, see ya.